Welcome back to the For Film Sake Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archija, and I am here with... Chris Lucky. And today, we are going to be talking about Imbruge, one of hey, my hey. favorite movies of all time. Hey, hey. But before we get to that, let's do the mustard or the horseradish or whatever the fuck we're calling it. Ketchup now. condiments and all of that. Yeah, yeah, put a little bit of salt on it. I can call it a nice chili. Yeah. Chili? Yeah. Chili work? Yeah. I want a chili dog. That's uh, a little too warm outside for the chili right now. I, like, yeah. You know, it's like super hot, and then you get the shits, and like it's, <laughs> it's like it's too much right See, now. See, I don't go out time. often, so I'm just like hiding in my air conditioning. Mm, mm. So I can handle the chili dog. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, what the <laughs> fuck is up? <laughs> uh, same old, same old. I mean, um, uh, catching up on rest, like I think I talked about it last podcast, maybe just getting like enormous amounts of sleep. It's paid off, though. It's paid that's off. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I've been... I've been, I have I have to like slide insomnia. Mm. So every couple of weeks, my body just goes like, nah, we're not doing the sleep thing. Mm-mm. And like, then I sleep like fucking 17 hours every day. Yeah. It feels fucking fantastic yeah. when you get to catch up. Oh, mm. yeah, it is. So good. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So I know that you got shit to talk about, but. Did, did you see anything this week? Oh, did I see anything? I yeah. did. I saw Sling Blade. Sling Blade? Couple of, yeah, I forgot to mention last episode. I yeah. saw it two episodes ago. All right. It's a fucking fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite movies Billy of Bob all Thornton. time. Billy Bob Thornton. Some of them French fried taters. Mm-hmm. I just, I fucking loved how easy it was to capture the image of that man mm. and like portray him. Like he was the most honest person in the whole thing. Yeah. He was the most like stable, even though he was mentally handicapped for me. He felt the most stable out of everybody in the in the movie. Yeah. And it was just a fucking delight to watch a movie that has a I said a a handicapped person mm. and not have it be the butt of the joke, but yeah. actually the the fucking thing of the movie, the main character of the movie. There's only two movies where, uh, excuse my expression, the going full retard. Right. That, that, yeah. you, that actually really worked. Well, three. Well, three movies that I can think of like that. Uh, Sling Blade was one. Sling Blade. Uh, Forrest Gump was two. And uh, was Eating, Eating Gilbert Grape. Grape is three. Yep. Yeah. Those are the three only good movies that I, not good movies, but that went like that route and still came that out I can think of. I mean, And not be offensive. That mm. was the thing. Not be offensive. Yeah. It's so good. I really enjoyed Sling, Sling Blade. Sling Blade's the shit. It's fucking it fantastic. What are you going to do with that lawnmower blade? I aim to kill you. I, I aim to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I've been watching a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Your move. Fucking mm. your move. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's time to do. I've been fucking enjoying the shit out of that. Nice. Like I know I it. It's so stupid. It's mm. such a stupid anime. The writing is like so predictable, and you mm. can tell what's gonna happen when you start the episode and what's yeah. gonna happen when you end it. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm just fucking like just munching on popcorn while I fucking watch it. It's just delicious. I got into that like heavy my college years. My, my <laughs> first trip around in college, like 2002, 2003, like mm-hmm. the Yu-Gi-Oh cards were popping off real hardcore. That's when it, I got into it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody had the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So, fucking I mean, awesome. I great, had a shitload of them and I lost them in the move and I'm so what angry. What the fuck? Yeah. I, I really want to like stock up on them again and rebuy them, but they're so fucking expensive. Yeah. yeah. Hobbies are expensive. Hobbies are bullshit. I, my, the, I've had a few hobbies, and uh, none of them really per- panned out for me. Only one that maybe uh, basketball cards. Basketball cards? Like, I have all of Michael Jordan's cards ever. Huh. You know, so um, if he should, like, unfortunately die one day, then maybe I might become a millionaire. Because <laughs> 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 you know? I have, like, all of his cards ever. Just a shit ton of, you're just like, Michael Jordan died of the news, so it's time to go to eBay. I go to eBay immediately. <laughs> I got it ready. 
Uh, only other thing was uh, there was a thing called Pogs. Pogs, I love I love Pogs. Pogs, I love okay. them too. Oh great, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, so when uh, when I was uh, in like eighth or ninth grade, I had all the Pogs. I had all the Pogs. <laughs> I had the Slammers. I had everything, bro. Like all <laughs> the shits. metal ones. Yeah, the, the Slammers. Yeah, yeah. Those were fucking the fantastic. Thick ass metal ones. Yeah, there yeah. was like there were ones that were huge. Yeah, they they were, like did. a fucking cup holder. Like I felt like that was cheating. I mean, that's just too much. <laughs> you know, like a large ass paperweight. I'm like, of course you're gonna like flip over my fucking Pogs with that shit. Like, of course. You know, <laughs> but but yeah, I ended up losing all of my pogs too. So I mean, yeah, so that yeah, I, I know. It's like I had Dragon Ball C pogs. I had like fucking Yu Gi Oh Pokemon pogs. Yeah, I had, like I had that shit. I was a nerd. Yeah, still am. Still, I'm pretty big of a nerd. Yeah, it's playing Magic now. I found a card shop that I go to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, get some games if you're in Charlotte. Check them out if you're into that shit. They're fucking fantastic. Nice. Been playing the shit out of some Magic there. I only yeah. won there once. I was uh, so you know how to play Magic in uh in Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I I don't know how to play Dungeons and Dragons because I haven't played it with a full team. Mm. But I get the gist of it. Yeah. Okay. But magic, yeah, I know how to play magic. I was invited to uh, to play those things, and I was like, I don't know what those things are. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty fun. Like, they look weird because they're, like, all fantasy and, like, ooh, magic bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But, like, once you get into them, the mechanics are so fun that you're like, ah, I don't, I can fuck with this. Yeah. Okay. That's how I got into it. I was a Yu-Gi-Oh player first. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it, I'll try magic. And it's just mm, so good. I'll give it a try. Yeah, Sounds for sure. Good. I got a shitload of cards. You can build a deck with it. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I um I started watching this show Horace and Pete. Horace and Pete. Been Horace been saying. Pete. I mean, I've been talking about it for like a week. Yeah. Like ever since the, I've watched the first episode, I've been talking about it. And and and, and it's it's one because it's good. It's a mm-hmm. really really good show. But that's not why I'm talking about it so much. I'm talking about it all the time because nobody else is going to be seeing it. <laughs> it, 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 it. It feels like like I've just been gifted something. It's like and, and it's a wonderful show. And it's like I open it and nobody else gets to look inside the box. Right. <laughs> you know, nobody else. It's like, like, like this is my precious. <laughs> so I don't have to share it with anybody or anything. But I mean, it's it's this show is freaking tough. This like it's a, is it like tough to watch or oh, tough to it's tough to watch. Oh, it's tough to watch. And you know, I love like the uncomfortable, awkward stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just because I love comedy. You know, right. so I like to laugh at those uncomfortable things. But this one, I mean, and if if anybody's seen, um, let's go down this history. Uh, there was a show first. He had Lucky Louie. Right. It was a show on HBO, and that's just a comedy comedy. It's mm-hmm. just a comedy comedy, and it's just funny. Um, then he went a step further with uh, the show Louie on C, uh, on uh, which is on uh, FX. FX. Yeah. yeah. The show Louie is a dark comedy, yeah. you know, so it's a little more awkward, a little, the tone is a little darker, but the comedy is still there. And he likes to play with that, like the pacing and the awkwardness of, oh, yeah. of conversation. Definitely so. Yeah, which is awesome. Yes, yes. And, it's, and it got critical, critical acclaim, and a lot of shows started uh, riding that wave. Mm-hmm. A show called Togetherness, um, Marin. Transparent, Marin. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of shows got on that wave and started riding that wave of, of that show. So he took it at the next step. And he took it up to a place that nobody else is going to be able to follow. You can't follow this. <laughs> you just have to look at it and be like, whoop, whatever. Yeah, it, it's hard to, like, I haven't seen Horrors and Pete, but mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about it online. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like Louis has gone, like, full Louis on it's, this one. I mean, it's it's um it's the other side of the coin, of yeah. the awkward coin. Because before, when we were looking at the... um the the funny uh, comical side of the awkwardness and right. kind of laugh at it this one right here is like there is no laughing <laughs> the, the, the way that it's shot is shot like a stage play to where everyone is just sitting there so whenever someone says something terrible to another person mm-hmm. it's just silence 
because there's no audience, there's no, there's no laugh, laugh track. track. It's not filmed in front of a live no. audience or anything. No, it's just like you tell, say something very terrible about someone's daughter, and then the daughter just sits there, and you know she wants to cry, but she's in front of other people, right. and you just put yourself in that situation to where you've been demeaned, yeah. you know, by like an older person in your family, mm-hmm. and you're you can't really talk back because they're an elder. But you, you know what I'm saying? It's just like it just brings up so many terrible it's memories it's relatable. that that you've had within yourself. That's you know, fucking great. Th- it is. That's hard to capture. It's really hard to capture that sort of like, oh, m- like intrinsical awkwardness of being a person. Yeah. And I think Louis does that really well. It's covered so good. There's I'm a, generally going to think, I'm going to watch it now. Yeah. I mean, uh, Eddie Falco's in it. Steve Buscemi's in it. Louis C.K. Star's in it. Uh, Alan Alda is in it. Um, I mean, has got a full fucking cast. There's like, a, it's a star-spangled yeah. cast. It really is. The um, He can't afford to do another season because nobody's paying for it, yeah. you know, or really watching it right now. But uh, eventually what's going to happen is he's going to sell it to Amazon or Hulu or Amazon, and then people will catch on and he'll make his money back. But as of now, um, you'll have to go to louisck.net to check it out. But I encourage you to. It's, it's a very sad and depressing show, and if you hate yourself enough, you can get he through it. He described it as a tragedy when he wrote it. Is it is a tragedy. Yeah. It is. He said, like, <laughs> I think he was in Conan, and I think he actually said, you know, people are going to think that this is me being Louis. It's, mm. it's not. Um, it's, um, it's a tragedy. It Just, is. It's sad. It's tragic. <laughs> it's very tragic. It is. That's fucking but, um, awesome, dude. I, I like shows like that that like kind of like push the boundaries, and I like that Louis's doing it because if there's anyone to do it, it's fucking Louis. And and, and that's I, I was talking about this with the uh, what's what's the guy uh, Conan. Conan, yeah. Conan O'Brien, he was my favorite talk show host for a very long time, especially in the uh, the early '90s because he was pushing the boundaries. He was doing shit nobody else was doing. He'd come out there with the um, he had a guy called the Masturbating Panda. You know, so it was just a big, big fucking bear, and he comes out in a diaper, and he's just jacking off, like, hard as hell, <laughs> you know, and this is, like, late 90s, you know, so it was like, you still can't do this, like, ma- matter of fact. he fucking got fired for a while. No, he, that's not what no. not, not, not the panda, but he, like, got, he was, like, weird, doesn't he? No. What did he get fired for? He didn't get fired. Um, Jay Leno, uh, they promised him Jay Leno's job because uh, oh, okay. Jay Leno had been there for fucking 500 years. And um, they, they had the last year countdown, and Jay Leno was out the door, and Conan O'Brien was taking the late night show, mm-hmm. finally, after he'd been doing the late, late show for since the early 90s. Right. Uh, then Jay Leno, for his retirement season, got the best ratings that he hadn't gotten in, like, 10 years. So NBC is like, well, we can't pull him off the air now. You know that he's doing better than he's ever done. So they extended his contract out another three mm-hmm. years, and Conan was like, bruh, y'all, y'all have fucked me for 15 years. Y'all kept telling me you're going to give me the show, and this time you promised me, and put it in writing, and you're reneging. So and- and at that point, he was out of the Late Late Show, right? Yeah, no, well, he just decided to be Oh, like, okay. He just you know? said, fuck you guys. Yeah, he was like, I'm not going to sit here, you know, for another however long y'all are telling me, three more years. But last last year, he said one more year. Okay, you know, yeah, so okay. he left. But then under his contract negotiations, they had a non-compete clause that says that he can't work for anyone else oh, for those shit. next three years. You know, so he was just out of work and grew a big man beard and went on tour. I remember that. And then finally, eventually got a job with TBS. But I digress. I, <laughs> I, just, I just thought he was being weird. And the NBC executives were like, no, you can't do that. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> no. I mean, he, he, he was very progressive and pushing the boundaries. And that's what I'm looking for now, though. Who's doing that now? But, you know, who yeah. is pushing the boundaries and going way further than you can go? I mean, Stephen Colbert, he's cool, but it's not pushing the boundaries now, 2016. The, the only other talk show host that I Eric Andre? was doing. No. No, no, no. Eric Andre is definitely pushing boundaries. (laughs) But the only talk show host like in in, in like that kind of network television that was doing it was Craig Ferguson. He had a fucking robot (laughs) as his sidekick, man. He had a fucking robot. 
pretty <laughs> much everything he did was kind of like, well, the executives told me to do this, yep. so I did this other thing yes. that kind of passes for that thing. <laughs> it, it, that that pissed me off so bad that um, like I, I love Craig, Craig Ferguson too. Yeah, he was too. one of my favorites. He was supposed to be taking over for David David Letterman, who I really love too, yeah. and they decided to go a different route and just nix Craig Ferguson all together instead of promoting him like they should have. Right. So now he's um gonna be wasting his life on the uh the game show channel. He hosts a show called uh, the Celebrity History Match Game. Something Celebrity Match Game. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll record it on DVR and watch it out of uh, pity for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking Kirk Ferguson. I love that guy. Yeah. There's something about the the angry Scottish thing. Yeah. The cursing and not giving a shit. The yeah. robot and the fucking weird horse. What yeah, the fuck yes. was that? <laughs> Just go, please <laughs> stick it to the man. Like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Love Kirk Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, talk show hosts are like I want to. We still have three minutes. I want to talk about talk show hosting a little bit for the rest of the three minutes. Uh, for just the, just a little bit. <laughs> well, okay. what the what the fuck are talk show hosts like? Talk shows now, they mm. suck. They're awful. Mm. They're mm. like horribly scripted mm. fucking interviews that aren't even funny anymore. Like the only thing about talk show hosts that I see is like on YouTube, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel doing Jimmy their bullshit Fallon's little a Terrible interviewer. Yeah, he is. Yeah, He's terrible not. <laughs> it I'm, just laughs all the time. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who is a good interviewer. There's Conan. Conan's maybe the best one out there. Conan's, Conan's pretty good. Conan's yeah. good. Uh, John Stewart was really good. In John the Stewart Show. was really good. I, I love David Letterman. You I know, never saw a lot of David. He, he was he was my favorite for a very long time. Because I mean, he didn't pander. He didn't give a fuck who you were. You <laughs> yeah. know, Justin Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber, uh, Alyssa Milano. It doesn't. You, you're like you're just a young kid punk. You know, as far <laughs> as he was concerned. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't care about your fame or notoriety. That's true. I don't. I just feel like talk show hosts are being bullshit now. They're just kind of like, "Oh, we get to do YouTube clips for views on on the on the YouTube's." There was there's a guy named uh, Larry Larry Wilmore. He took over for um the for for Cole. for John uh John Stewart. No, no, name? it was Colbert. John Daly Colbert. It was for Colbert. Yeah, it was Colbert. Oh, yeah. Trevor Noah took over for uh for, for Stewart. For John. Yeah. Larry Wilmore took over for Colbert. Yeah, Lord Larry Wilmore took over for Colbert, and uh, Larry Wilmore canceled. canceled. Yeah. Yep. And that's he was pushing the boundaries. He was. Did you see the shit he was talking about the president? Like he no. he went in talking shit about the president. He went in talking about everybody. Else. Like that's what I love is when I talk about equality all the way across the board. Right. You know, just because you think Obama is a good president doesn't mean you can't bash on him. Just yeah. because you don't like, and you know what I'm saying? It's just like all the way across the board. Give it to everybody. Good presidents do bullshit too. Everybody does. But here's the thing about Larry Wilmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got canceled, and then I read an article that he was making the white man uncomfortable. Mm. And I was like, all right, well, I get what you're going with, because Larry Wilmer like, did push for a lot of like black issues and talked a lot about, a lot about black issues. Not specifically even black. Just not specifically. Not, just non-white. <laughs> right. He just talked about that kind of thing. Just, yeah, not white. And um, <laughs> I, at least every time I saw him, it was about a black issue. Okay. That's why I say that. But... Just like, while I appreciate that he did that, I just never thought he was funny. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I mean, that's that's the yeah. bottom line. That's the bottom line. You know, because it doesn't matter, like, what you're doing or what the issue is. If you're not funny, then you got to get the fuck if out of here. If you're in Comedy Central doing yep. a show, you got to be fucking gotta funny. You got to be funny. You got to so, like, be funny. I got a little bit annoyed because someone tried to give me shit for not liking Larry Wilmer because mm. he was talking about black things or like minority things and yeah. issues. Yeah. I was like, fuck you. He wasn't funny. If, it right? was, yeah, if it's not funny to you, it's not funny. Like, I appreciate that he was doing it. I'm Puerto Rican. Someone mm. needs to talk about our shit, too. Yeah. But fuck him. He wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, fucking. <laughs> what else? Um, I went to church a couple of weeks ago. I told you about. But oh, I yeah. never How got to go? talk about that experience. <laughs> 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 yeah um it's it's a weird thing because like i said i grew up there like mm-hmm. from 
they were taking me there as an infant, and I, and I was going there all the way until 17 when I graduated high school. Right. So I was there three times a week, you know, every Sunday, Wednesday. Three times a week? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, Sunday, we had our regular church. Then um, two other days during the week, we'd have a Bible study and then a, a choir rehearsal. What the fuck? Yeah. So like a Sunday, a Saturday, and a Wednesday. Dude, that's like at least 10 years they took out of you. I mean, more than 10 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, but like I gave 17 years. What, what you know, like the three days? No, yeah, yeah, like, like yeah, in total yeah. time, they took yeah. out at least like three years. Yeah. Of you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, but just uh, doing the church thing. So, I mean, I was uh, I was there. My face was always there. So they're used to seeing my face and, and growing up. And then when I turned 18, I was just gone. Like I just didn't. I was like, I'm good. Like, go. Yeah. I'm like, I have a car now and I can drive other places and not show up and I have my own place. So I just don't have to. You right. know, before it's like my grandma was waking me up at six o'clock in the morning and then I'm like, oh, well, I got to go. You know what I'm going yeah. to do? You know, but anyway, so, um, so I go there and whenever I do show my face now, like maybe once a year for, um, for like the one special day yeah, like that Easter. everybody's here, like everybody has to show up. I'm showing up for Easter or homecoming or whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. you know, to show my face. So, um, but whenever I do this, like they're looking at me like I, they've seen a ghost or like the church is about to burn down because I'm like a terrible person because I don't go to their church. You like know? God's going to personally smite you as soon as you yeah. walk into the fucking door. Yeah. It's, it's because I, they don't see me and that I'm not going to church. So that means I've like renounced God and religion yep, that's and, exactly what and anything that is good in life. I've renounced it and yep. I've made an unholy bond with Satan and I've yep, chosen to live my life Satan out with Lucifer forever. In, <laughs> the, in, the, in the words of Sam Kinison, you are sucking Satan's Satan. cock. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Not what, Sam Kinison, Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks, Shit. yeah. It's, um, but very similar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. True. Both angry white men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, whenever, whenever I, I walk in there, it's like I, I get that, that feeling of the eyes or whatever. So um, I'm, I'm there. I sit in the back row, and that's normally where I sat as a kid, mm-hmm. you know. But now as a full-grown adult, like I sit there, and then I see one of my friends. He's sitting at the very front row, like second mm-hmm. to the front. Right. So I get up, and I go sit beside him. Right. So we're at the very, very front, and the preacher is preaching, and I'm actually digging the message. Like, okay. I'm digging it. Like, I, I was writing stuff down on my phone as he was talking about it, and his message was, be thankful. You know, be grateful. When somebody opens the door for you and, and then you walk through it, is there, are you going to say thankful or are you just like the, the asshole that continues walking through? He didn't say asshole. Fuck that guy, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but he's like, are you, are you the asshole that's just going to walk through the door and not say thank you? You know, because there's, it's like there's so many times in life to where you don't get a chance to say thank you or right. get a sense. And... I'm gonna digress again. I really appreciate what you did yesterday on the um, the the shout out for my birthday yesterday. Oh, cool, that was no like problem. the most genuine thing that I. I mean, I was very appreciative of that. That's awesome. That was really, yeah, I'm glad was you really liked cool. It. I did. Happy fucking birthday, by the way. Thank it was you, Chris's man. birthday last Hell yeah. yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, but yeah, he was talking about that. It's just um, saying thank you to people or saying that you appreciate people while there are are there. Right. You know, because it can be something as small as holding a door for somebody and saying that you appreciate that they did that for him mm-hmm. or something big. You know, but just taking the time to let people know that you appreciate them. Yeah, and no, I, that's really important in it, life. It, it really is. And it was about how lo- loving each other. Because if not, if, you, if you're not loving each other, if you're not appreciating everybody, then you're going to spend your eternity in the fire pits of hell. That's when you're going to rest with Satan forever. Because if you don't do this, then you're going to be burning forever in hell with the Satan and the Lucifer and the pitchfork. And they're going to come down on you. And God is going to smite you with the almighty smite. And I'm just like, God. And you were like, doing so, so well. good, man. You were doing so well. It's like if you if you don't if you're not happy about God, if you ain't happy about Jesus, then you need to get out of here. You ain't in the right place. Just walk out of. And I just I just wanted to walk out at that point. It was just like, but and and I. <laughs> 
it was like maybe I'm thinking too much, in, but I felt like he was looking at me as he was saying yeah. that, that. That no, that's totally thing. what he was doing. Yeah, he yeah. Was, they it, don't say shit like that for like just general. Just, just to be saying, it's it. like the angry white girl that posts a status on Facebook about their on, another angry white girl. Yeah, and they don't mention each no, other. No, no, unrelated, completely unrelated. Yeah. That wasn't about that. No, <laughs> <laughs> completely. Like, it was exactly about that, that one specific thing that you did that is mentioned here was not about you. Yeah, not about you at all. Yeah, so it it, <laughs> it made it made me feel very odd. But you know, but it's like they'll. They'll, they'll, I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just so fucked up. Yeah. It's so fucked up because I don't feel like I'm living a terrible life. No, you're Matter doing fact, fine. I, so I, feel, I feel like I'm doing fine. I'm tra- like all the things that he was talking about, being grateful and being appreciative. I was so into it, man. Yeah. I was like, everybody needs to hear this. Everybody needs to treat people with love and respect and dignity and come together and yeah. all that stuff. But the fear mongering is insane. It's ridiculous. Like what? I don't have to, you don't have to threaten me to love you. Right, <laughs> you know you that's an abusive fucking relationship. Yes, I don't we arrest people that do that. <laughs> yes, we exactly. fucking throw them in jail and call them cunts for the rest of their fucking life. Yes, like I don't have to be threatened with the uh, the opportunity of hell. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm good. Like uh, uh-uh. and, and I don't I don't need the reward of heaven to do something nice for you. Right, you just know? be a fucking person. Yeah, it's... that should be the message that every church. Like I appreciate the one thing I've always had a double think about religion because I fucking hate religion. Yeah, I absolutely disdain it. Organize religion uh and so every time someone says something nice like be appreciative yeah i'm like okay i can like i like what you're saying but just take out the god bit just Just, take out the hell bit yes and you just say that to as many people as you can yeah and then you'll be fine you will literally be better than like 80 percent of people that are alive yeah just Just, and that have been alive just be a (laughs) fucking person yes i i fucking hate I fucking hate shit like that. Yeah. Like, if you're going to preach love, just preach love. Just preach Don't love. Don't preach love with conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, the one thing that I am super appreciative of, mm. now that we're talking about appreciation, yeah. is people that can learn when to fucking shut up. Mm. Like, yeah. I get it. I yeah. get it. We're in a confined space, yeah. and you feel the need to talk because there's another human being next to you, mm. and the silence is awkward. Yeah. But just put on your fucking headphones Listen to your fucking whatever bullshit music you like mm-hmm. and just just let the silence be silence. Yeah. Just let the silence be fucking silence. Yeah. I appreciate people that can learn how to do that. It's fucking fantastic. They have a line in uh in Pulp Fiction about that. Omar Thurman says to uh to, to John Travolta. Mm-hmm. It's like you know when you you know you always know you really have something with another person where you could just when you could just sit there and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and it was like yeah. eternal sunshine of a spot of mind as a, as a line yeah. you know talking every time isn't necessarily communicating yes yeah it's yeah. just like fuck yeah. yeah learn how to like fucking sit there in a room mm. and like be uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> just be uncomfortable with someone or be or find comfort in silence yeah that's true you know yeah either way fucking yeah. anyway yeah. we are <laughs> fuck me be thankful and love people, mm. but fuck everyone that makes you angry. <laughs> that is a very, like, mixed up, jumbled up message there. <laughs> and you're going to go to hell if you do it. So yeah. don't do it, but totally do it. I, lo- I love you all, but fuck everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate you all, everybody, and I'll help you, and I'll love you, but fuck you. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're going to take a little break. I got to go fill up on water, and then we're going to talk about Imbruges, which is one of my favorite fucking movies if of all time. If you say it like that, Imbruges. 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 <laughs> fuck. <laughs> That Puerto Rican thing is going to fuck me up every once in a while. <laughs> Alright, we'll be right back, guys. Yay. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little hands. It's a little yes. hands. And I have like little robber uh, faces. <laughs> like they have a mask on the, over their eyes. Those guys are always ready to take your shit. But they're so cute while they do it. They are, man. I, 
I never told the story about the possum on the podcast. You remember? Uh, the uh, the opossum that was uh, like in the garage, yeah. Yeah, the fucking yeah. possum just walked up into my garage and then just looked at me like, I live here now. Yeah. Did and I had, I had to, I didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I never dealt with that shit. It's still anyway. living in the garage now. What? <laughs> yeah, it's still there. Yeah, it just took still. over and now I can't go into the garage without seeing this stupid little fucking giant rat looking yeah. at me in the eye. Yeah. I think that's why they get a bad rap. It's because they look like rats. Oh, yeah. They're, that's a, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like a evil. It wasn't like yeah. trying to fuck my wife. I mean, you yeah. know, or yeah. something or like trying to kill Jews. Yeah. It was just <laughs> just being a rat in my garage. It was being it was being itself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you stop being yourself. <laughs> you stop that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean, bro? I'm just, I'm just hanging out. What, what, he was what? so scared. I felt so bad for the poor fucking thing. Just like, oh, someone put a nice little blanket in here. There's food. In There's there. food. There's a little like square that I can sleep in, and I'll be safe. I'm yep. just gonna do that. Yeah. And I walked in. I was like, what the fuck are you? Yeah. And uh, fucking. And he was like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> I was so scared. Yeah. Anyway, it's just there's moments in life when you just don't know how to deal with shit. Mm-hmm. And then you have to figure it out. Yeah. That's the thing. You can't just walk away from an opossum in your garage. You have to figure it out. Yeah. And there's a metaphor in that for something. Like some things you just can't walk away from. Yeah. You have to figure them out. I don't think there's something there. It's fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> We're talking about Bruges. You got two extra minutes of bullshit there. Bruges. Uh Bruges. Yeah. One of my favorite fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Directed and written by Martin McDonough. Mm-hmm. Um, who's done, I don't remember the other stuff that he worked on. One other mainstream movie, um, uh, Seven Psychopaths. Seven Psychopaths. Seven yeah. Psychopaths. Fucking mm-hmm. fantastic movie. Yeah. Same, like, same rhythm of writing mm-hmm. and, like, same stylistic view. Yeah. Very different movies. Yeah. Both with Colin Farrell in it. Yeah, it actually is, yeah. And the, um, I'll give a rundown before we get yeah, too far ahead. into it. In Bruges is rated R. It's an hour and 47 minutes long. It's listed as a comedy crime drama came out in 2008. Like you said, the uh, the writer and director is Martin McDonough, starring uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. Um, the rundown on it says, guilt-stricken after a job gone wrong, hitman Ray and his partner await orders from their ruthless boss in Bruges, Belgium, the last place in the world Ray wants to be. Yeah. I mean, the whole fucking movie is like, like that, that rundown does justice to the plot of the movie, mm. but it doesn't do justice to what the movie, what the movie is. is. Yeah. It's insanely, it's insane how complicated the movie is from that in mm. terms of like morality the movie's a, it's a tell about morality mm. and like here's he, uh, okay spoilers Fuck. yeah if you haven't seen the movie it's a 2008 movie and yeah. it's a fucking great oh, movie yeah. So. yeah you stop the podcast right now you go watch the yeah. movie then you come back two hours later <laughs> absolutely it's a great it's on netflix it's been on netflix for fucking years yeah. go watch it yeah. it's beautiful spoilers from here on out though um the greatest thing about this movie is that when ray uh who's calling pharaoh mm. Uh, killed the kid mm. uh, at the beginning of the job. The movie doesn't tell you that until you're about halfway through the movie. You know that something happened, mm. or maybe not halfway, but like almost halfway it's, through it's the movie. It's about a quarter of the, the way. Yeah, yeah, like you don't really know what happened. You just know that, that there's two men. They're yeah. in Bruges and yeah. they're heading out for whatever reason. Yeah, and you don't get the you don't get if it weren't for the line in the movie that says that I threw the gun away and then I washed my hands in a Burger King. Yeah, then you wouldn't know that but there were two hitmen hiding out. Yeah. It's, I mean it's it's a great fucking introduction to the movie. Yeah. And the movie, for the first half of the movie, feels like it's just uh, Colin Farrell's character being moody about being stuck in Bruges. Yeah. Until they revealed that he just killed a little boy yeah. when he was trying to shoot a fucking priest. I mean, well, he, he successfully shot the priest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a good, a good rundown. All right, so they're, um, they're, they're in the Catholic confessional uh, booth. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, uh, Father, forgive me for I've sinned. Yada, yada, when's the last time that you confess? Blah, 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 blah. So it was like, um, 
he tells him that um he's about to what he's like i've sinned out murder, for, murder yeah. yeah it was like um so it was, it was it was for money you know it wasn't for jealousy or greed or yada yada it was just for money mm-hmm. you know but so eventually he pulls out the gun he shoots the priest through the booth the uh the pastor gets out and starts walking away opens the door and colin farrell continues to unload on the guy through the back yep. but he can't see through the pastor's body and what's in front of him That's is a, 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 a small boy uh kneeled down praying yeah, with, and his and he was praying with a little sheet that said about the same the things that he was being bad at. Yeah. And it read being moody, mm. being bad at maths, mm. and uh, being sad. Yeah. That was a, like I just I just finished watching the movie. Yeah. Um, but the whole movie, it's like that's a rundown of what happened. That's why they're in Bruges. Mm. That's what Harry saw them to hide out, and that's why they're waiting instructions. Yeah. And at some point in the movie, Harry, who's the boss of them that got the job, who's your favorite character? Uh. Favorite character, favorite character. Okay, here's the thing. I want to say Colin Farrell because I identify with Colin Farrell. Least favorite character for me. Uh, if you really? would, if you wouldn't have died, I would have hated the movie. <laughs> if you would have died at the end, I would have hated the movie because Colin Farrell was a piece of shit throughout the like. I, he was a piece of shit, but I, I identified like, with him. Okay, uh, but he was for me the funniest sort of interaction. Okay, Ken was probably a bit more more likable than than Ray, mm. but my favorite character. I think really is Harry. Yes, by yeah. far. I, I look. I fucking love Harry. Harry has a set of <laughs> principles, and he lives by that shit. That's why. I, that's why I didn't like him. I just because think he's he fucking principles? hilarious. No, because he's ruthless about him. As you have to be. Yeah. I mean, it's like I'm, his principles are wrong, but yeah. it's like I like when someone has this is my morals and these are my values. Like that's what I identify with. Right. Yeah. You know. So it's like the way that you, how you identify with Colin, like me and the terrible person, and can you kind of see a trend? Like I identify yeah, yeah. with ruthless characters that but, aren't very likable. And it's because <laughs> they do know what they want. They because know exactly the protagonist what they want. is supposed yeah. to be the one that's like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. Uh, so like, I get that. I get yeah. that, and I love. Harry as a character for doing that. Yeah, he's a terrible person though. But <laughs> like, I just, I just like the way he talks and mm. the way he does shit. Yeah. Like the the scene at the end where he's talking with uh, Ken, who's played by Brendan Gleeson, mm. and he. <laughs> which one? Which one? It was like when he just came down to Bruges to kill Ken because mm. Ken let Ray live. Yeah. Uh, fucking, they're having this conversation and they're just sitting having a, a chat about them blowing each other's head off, mm. and and Brendan Gleeson just like, you know what, Harry. You're a cunt. And the only thing that's going to change is that you're going to be an even bigger cunt. Maybe have some fucking more cunt kids. What like, are you, bring my fucking kids out <laughs> of this. <laughs> you leave my fucking cunt kids out of this. It's like, what the fuck? So I, I, I apologize for that. So you can talk about me, but you don't talk about my fucking kids. Hey, I apologize, didn't I? <laughs> Just the, the ridiculousness of the dialogue in this movie mm-hmm. and the, the ridiculousness that Harry brings. There's not a person like Harry. Mm-hmm. A person like Harry doesn't really exist. It's a hyperbolic uh, right. view of, yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone is oh, in this yeah. movie. None of these person would really, people would really like exist. That. No. But they serve to bring the point of the movie across. Mm-hmm. And I think the point of the movie across is that you got to like, you got to live by the consequence of your actions. Yeah. And you got to learn how to live with them. Yeah. It's really what I think the movie was trying to say. And that's, yeah. And, and I'll go back to my, my mm-hmm. Harry thing. Like Harry understood this concept already. Yeah. That right. you have to live by, you have to live and die by your standards and your morals. Mm-hmm. And he didn't wait for somebody like, it, it's what we had um the podcast where we were, um, there was a guy jacking off in front of your yard, yeah. and and then um and then I was like, well, if that was me, then you know I would have ran downstairs and kicked his ass and yada yada. But I was yeah. like, well, but but the thing is, you never know what you would do right. in such certain situations. 
and Harry earlier in the movie, he was like, well, if that was fucking me, if I would have accidentally killed a fucking kid. I would have blown my fucking head off on the fucking on spot. The fucking on the spot. fucking spot. I would have got a gun, put it in my mouth, and blow my fucking head off on the fucking spot. Yes. And it's just like, <laughs> that's one of those things to where it's like, well, he wasn't there, so how do you know that you would do that? Right. Okay. And then towards the end of the movie, we actually get the conclusion of him living by those morals and standards. Yeah. And he's not just holding everybody else to that standard. He's holding himself to it as well. And yeah. I respect Spoiler that shit. Spoiler alert. He kills a midget, thinks it was a kid, and blows his fucking head off. You know, you know why, why, why I liked it so much? Why, why it actually worked for me? Mm-hmm. Because the dialogue was super crass. Oh, like, yeah. very, very crass. And I wouldn't... I but wouldn't... it knew when to be that. It oh, knew yeah. when to be it. It did. It did. It did. And, but it, it tied everything together. Like, there wasn't a loose end to where I would call bullshit. Right. Now, this, so um, earlier when Harry goes to get the gun mm-hmm. and then he's asking for the bullets, he was like, so do you want, it's, he didn't say hollow tips, but basically it's it like dum-dums. A, dum-dums yeah. yeah. So making your fucking head explode. As soon, they explode as soon as it's on contact. You know, no, so. I um, shouldn't, but I will. But I will. <laughs> yeah. So it was like two things that I, that I really enjoyed from it. Number one, the fact that he ha- has those bullets and he's shooting things. It left it open for no interpretation. So when I came here, I felt like you were going to be like, um, I don't think Colin Farrell died because you, maybe you didn't want him to die. But I right. was like, the fact that those he has the dumb, dumb bullets and he was shot right under the heart twice. And then I was like, I was trying to line up my evidence to prove to you that he was dead. <laughs> the dumb, no, like, here's <laughs> the thing about this movie. I yeah. really don't care if Colin Farrell died. Okay. Because it doesn't matter. No, do you believe that he died, though? Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. He, he, was, he was shot. There were hollow tips. He was, exactly. He was shot twice with hollow tips. But that, I mean, but not even that. And then at the end, he was like, I really wished I wouldn't die. Right. I really, I really wished. No, no, no. He I said, I die. really, really hoped I wouldn't, I wouldn't die. die. Yeah. Which, Past okay, sense. let me talk about the grammar of this movie because mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite things about this this movie. Okay. And if you want to reference something like this, it's a great video about by a YouTube channel called Nerd Writer mm-hmm. who talks about In Bruges and mm-hmm. he specifically addresses the grammar of this movie. Mm-hmm. And the grammar of this movie is really spectacular to me because Martin McDonough, yeah. he likes people to repeat themselves. Oh, like yeah. they're looking for the right word to say what they're thinking, yeah. to express what they're feeling. But they can't always really seem to find it. Yeah. And this is evidenced by Chloe in the scene where Colin Farrell meets her. Mm. She's like, it's a homage, not a homage, a prestige, a nod of the head mm. kind of thing. Characters are always looking for the right words. Yeah. To say what they express, but they can never really actually find them. Yeah. Uh, and but the one character that always knew what he was saying was Harry. Yeah. And he was the one more convinced of his emotions. Mm. So the grammar for these characters are always sort of reflective of their state. When Harry yes. repeated their emotional state, when Harry repeated mm. on the fucking spot, I would have shot myself on, on the, the fucking, fucking spot. spot. Yeah. It wasn't repeating because he wasn't sure he would do it. It was mm. repeated because it was absolutely certain that he would do it. It yeah. emphasized his moral conviction. Yeah. When Colin Farrell repeats, I really, really hoped I wouldn't die. Mm-hmm. I really, really hoped I wouldn't die. Mm-hmm. First of all, really, really hoped this past tense, past tense. wouldn't this future tense. Mm-hmm. I really, really hoped I wouldn't, wouldn't die. The grammar of the movie automatically tells you that it's not, doesn't matter whether he died or not because mm-hmm. this is what happens and you've already gotten the message of the movie. Yep. But by saying I really, really hoped I wouldn't die mm-hmm. twice, you're seeing the fact that Colin Farrell's character did change mm. throughout the movie. Yep. Whereas at the beginning of the movie, he was a kid yeah. that would blow his head off at the first sight of guilt. Yep. At the end of the movie, he was a man that learned how to deal with the consequences of his actions sure and how to deal with them. And he didn't want to die. Yeah. But you don't know if he died or not because it doesn't fucking, fucking matter. He's dead. Right. <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, <laughs> but it's just like there's so many things that saying he's dead. 
the fucking hollow tips, the fact that he repeated the hope that he wouldn't die, and yeah. then the camera slowly, the slowly, slowly pans up to the bright lights, the bright right. at the end. I'm like, yeah, he's fucking dead. But like you said, it, does, it doesn't matter whether he's dead or not. But yeah, but, but it, it, it was done really nicely, and yeah. like all the religious imagery and religious references mm-hmm. in the movie were fucking phenomenal for me. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, because I'm not a religious guy. I just said that I fucking hated religion. Mm-hmm. But the religious imagery and what they mean mm-hmm. really, 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 really worked for this movie. Oh, yeah. They do, like, the th- whole thing with purgatory and hell and the afterlife. It just seems, just functions to heighten the entire sort of suicidal moral dilemma that they have in their hands. It's fucking fantastic. I, w- I was upset about the midget for a long part of that movie. Like, I, wa- I watched it for a second time uh, after I watched it the first time because I was upset. Like, I didn't want to like that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but until maybe three-fourths of the way to where I, I got that the writer understood what the fuck he was doing. Right. You, you know, because before it was, um, it felt like, you know how I don't like action movies mm-hmm. because you're just, you're just showing me action, 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 and it doesn't have a place for yeah. me. You're just shutting your brain off and watching action. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, and it's, um, it doesn't have the same impact, you mm-hmm. know? So if you, if you have a steel, 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 then action, then that action fucking matters. Right. You know, and the dialogue I was being so run down with fuck midget shit over and over and over again to where it's like, I, I just, it just went in one ear, one out, out the other, right? you know, but towards, towards the end of the movie, he makes a joke where he's making a terrible racist joke about um, a black lady, you know, just, and, oh, and, and a dwarf, <laughs> you know, to, to kind of show that the writer knows that this is not right. You know, not only do the characters around him know that he's not supposed to be speaking like that. The writer that is writing for this character also recognizes this. Right. And but interesting thing, he didn't say a dwarf immediately. He said midget first, and then corrected himself to dwarf. Yes, yeah. So just, so it's like yeah. So like the writer, the him and the writer, they both recognize like yeah. that we have to <laughs> balance this out a little bit. To to I, like just to go on that point, the mm-hmm. scene again where he's talking with Chloe the first time from meeting her with coffee. Yeah. Just fucking, you know, a lot of midgets tend to kill themselves. Yeah, you know, they a disproportionate yeah. amount of midgets. <laughs> she was like, he doesn't like to be called a midget. He prefers dwarf. See, that's exactly my point. <laughs> you go around, people go around calling you midget when you want to be called dwarf. <laughs> I blow my fucking head <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, they, and, and they, they work the midget. Because I was like, what? I, I was upset at first. Do you remember? You remember? The, um, you might be able to remember the name. Um, we watched it in Lon Baumgartner's class. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm. It's starring um, Peter Dinklage, Steve Buscemi. Oh, um, um, fuck! I know it's sort of Oblivion. Oblivion, yeah, Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah. So, um, in Oblivion, you know the uh, the scene with Peter Dinklage, and he's asking, "Why do I even have to be in this fucking movie?" You know, right. he's like, "Oh, well, because it's a dream sequence." You know, so you can't understand that it's a dream sequence without a fucking midget. You know, and then this exact same thing happens <laughs> yeah. in In Bruges. You know, it's like, "What are you doing?" They're like, "Oh, we're shooting a dream sequence," and the fact that it was a midget there, I was like, "Are y'all fucking hacking?" as shit like for real like you really need this midget you know because i automatically thought about oblivion <laughs> so, so, tired, so, tired the whole time. So, so, so i'm thinking like how are you going to work this this actual dwarf into this mm-hmm. movie to where you're not just using it for shock value and laughs right you know because that i would i wouldn't have been okay with that you know mm-hmm. just using him you know to laugh for at. being a midget yeah yeah, yeah exactly just for, just to laugh at but um but it it, it tied into the movie because at the end like early on you've seen um kyle farrell's character kill the the, the little boy mm-hmm and um, at the end, you and you have Harry saying that if he would have ever have done something like that, then he would have killed himself on the spot. And they emphasize that not once or twice, but mm-hmm. I think they say it three times mm-hmm. in, the, in the entire course of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Harry says, he killed a fucking boy. Yeah. We have to fucking kill him. He killed a fucking boy. He killed boy. a fucking boy. Uh, yeah. And so, like, there's a phone conversation with that. There's mm-hmm. the actual scene when he's talking to, um, to fucking Ken in the phone. Yeah. 
and then when he's in talking to Ken too? in the yeah in the in person yeah and when he 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 finally shoots Ken in the neck yeah he says he killed a fucking boy he can't he can't get away with that yeah. so four times in the movie they emphasize this oh they yeah fucking emphasize it and and when they when they finally get to it and you, the, the 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 scene of what happened it, it makes sense because mm-hmm. like I said he went and got the hollow tip bullets and those hollow tip bullets matter now because when he, he when he gave them to him it was like they'll make a fucking head explode yeah. on impact so when he ac- accidentally shoots the um the, 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 the dwarf you know when he accidentally shoots him but by the time he walks around the body and goes to see who he shot the head is you can't see the head there's anymore no head. there's no fucking head all you can see is a small little person's body that looks like an actual child. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, that was brilliant. Because if it was just a regular gun and a regular bullet, then there's just a, a bullet in the head of a dwarf. It was a really good setup with a really good payoff. Yes. I mean, it was the ending of the fucking movie. Yeah. That, that whole scene. Another another thing that I, I haven't seen anything too similar to that was mm-hmm. when uh, Harry, not Harry, uh, when Ken jumped off of the uh, the clock tower. Yeah. I hadn't seen, like, you've seen the impact. Yep. You know, like, that's the first time I've seen some, like fall off a building and then someone go shown the yeah shown the splat shown and then yeah, they actually talked to him for like 10 seconds before he was coming yeah. down. like i think i'm i think i'll die now yeah <laughs> you know no the way this movie handled death was really really fucking fascinating yeah because it didn't happen needlessly every mm-hmm. death that happens had a purpose yeah so ken was shot and he was trying to warn ray that harry was going to kill him because ray at this point had no idea yeah so he knew he was going to die so he said well, i'll just fucking jump off the tower because he's yeah. right there yeah and now that worked yeah. He jumped up the tower, he said, I'll take my gun, I think I'll die now. Uh, and just kind of can't accepting the consequences of what he did yeah. by letting Ray live. Again, the whole concept of the movie, accept your consequences, you live by them, and then you move on. Yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray finally got to a, a point to where he was starting to accept it. Yeah. The, uh, the acceptance part came when... Um, do you remember, well, yeah, of course you remember. Yeah. They were when they, they were at the dinner. Him and uh, Chloe, they were at the dinner, and then she's blowing smoke directly into their um. The, the, Fucking hits a Canadian guy yeah, in the face. Yeah, blowing smoke over there. So she 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 walks off, and then he yeah he he knocks out the Canadian, and then he knocks out the woman that swings a bottle at him. I never hit a woman. I mean, <laughs> she's swinging ne- a fucking bottle at me. <laughs> I never hit a woman. I ne- I never hit a woman. But if she was coming at me with a fucking ball, I hit a fucking woman. Or she's no karate. <laughs> but yeah, so um, so he he kicks both of the Canadians' ass. He doesn't know the Canadian, but it doesn't yeah. matter. You know, but things he- are Americans. Yeah, actually, that's for John Lennon, you janky cunt. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with anything? What about Vietnam? <laughs> Vietnamese, you know, the Vietnamese. That doesn't make sense. The fucking Vietnamese punches him in the face. Yeah, yeah but but it was like but but anyway, he he made a, a shitty decision to mm-hmm. to beat up, you know, two who are two people regardless right. inside of a restaurant. And the said the same way that he made a shitty decision to kill that pastor and you can see that he finally was accepting the consequence when he was on the train out of Bruges mm-hmm. and they stopped the train and then the, uh, the police got on there and they was like, hey, uh, yada, 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 did you attack these Canadians? They show him like, oh, yeah, that's me. Okay, go, I'll go. <laughs> you know, yeah. just, I'll just accept it. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, was he Canadian? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was no trying to, I'm going to try to run away from this. Like, no, okay, now I accept what I've done. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah, I really, I really liked it. it is, th- this movie... Uh, like, I'm going to get a little bit, this might look like I'm writing a fucking thesis, but um, my favorite thing about this movie is that there's a lot of reference about purgatory, mm-hmm. heaven and hell, do you believe in the afterlife, all that bullshit, mm-hmm. which all pays off in the end, because the, this whole movie, Bruges is purgatory for Colin Farrell, mm-hmm. and Ray would act as God, and not Ray fucking Harry, Harry mm-hmm. would act as a God, mm-hmm. uh, deciding whether to cast judgment, to what judgment to cast, to 
cast uh, Ray with, yeah. right? Whether he's going to let him live or he's going to kill him and mm. take him down to hell. But Bruges is purgatory yeah. for him. And there's a lot of like really good classical paintings that are really famous for having the message of like heaven, purgatory, and hell. Mm. And he, t they actually talk about this in the movie. Ray asks uh, Ken about it, and Ken explains it to him. Mm. Uh, which, first of all, I think is a really clever way to get information down to the audience. Mm. It's like your main character doesn't necessarily verse in this. Let's ask the guy that is. Yeah. Uh, which I th it's a great medium to like present information to the audience. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they explain this with the classical painting, and they have all these paintings of uh, Judas being skin alive. I think that's what it was. That was an awesome one. Yeah, that was a great painting. What's the name? Yeah, they're they're inside of a museum, and uh, Colin, he's he's well, what's what's the character's name? Uh, Ray. Uh, yeah, Ray. Uh, Ray is looking at this painting, and this guy is just being his skin, well, skin alive. Yeah, but I mean, it's skin. very graphically, and you're you're seeing the guy's face. And, like, I pause it on this scene because when you look at the guy in the painting, like, there's no tears. Mm -mm. You know, there's so much pain that is beyond tears. And I try to think about that for a moment. You know, just having your skin pulled away from your body. It's it's painful. You know? <laughs> like, I would think you would go into, like, a, a state of shock yep. or, you know, convulsing or whatever. But anyway, yeah. Your um, body would literally just be like, dude, I, I don't want anything I'm to out do of here. This. Yeah, just shut it all the way I'm down. Out. Just shut down. Yeah. Uh, so like that's the scene uh, Ray sees that and he's kind of carrying the guilt around of killing the little boy with yeah, him he yeah. feels like someone that would be judged this way yeah. like the man that was skinned alive yeah. he feels that way and then he goes into this other painting and it's the one painting he likes in the museum mm. it's like oh I quite like this one all the other ones were rubbish painted by spastics but this one's quite good yeah. and Ray explains to him it's heaven, hell, purgatory and God winning for judgment day mm. that's exactly what their situation what his situation is yeah. he's in purgatory which is brutal which he fucking hates because mm. purgatory is bullshit yeah and, How and could you not fucking like Bruges? <laughs> it's a fucking fairy tale. <laughs> it's a fucking fairy tale place. <laughs> you mean you don't what do you like mean Bruges? it's not his fucking thing? <laughs> what the fuck do you mean by it's not his fucking goddamn fucking thing? <laughs> it's a fucking fairy tale. Fucking thing. It's a fucking fairy tale land. I fucking love Harry. Just the way he talks. <laughs> Harry's awesome, man. First off, why were you in when I fucking told you to be in? So no, why, why doesn't this hotel has voicemails with fucking phones with fucking voicemails? <laughs> So good. Yes. So good. Yeah. I loved Harry. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the whole movie is really just symbolism. Like mm. all the religious imagery at the beginning lets you know that this is sort of a purgatory type mm. deal. There's a lot of religious imagery happening. Mm. There's Jesus is Christ's blood that Colin Farrell refuses to touch. Uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of chances of redemption yeah. in the symbolic imagery that's delivered to Ray and chances that he denies mm. until he finds out that he's in purgatory waiting for Judgment Day. Mm. And then at the end of the movie, Judgment Day comes, which is Harry coming into Bruges I would, I would to kill have, the fucking I would have thought his, um, his realization would have been when he tried to commit suicide. Uh, I'm not saying that's when he realized it. Yeah. But I'm saying that's when the audience is knowing what the symbolism is. Oh, what's actually going for, on. Yeah, okay. what's actually going on. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Ray knew anything. Not so much that he was he in felt. a purgatory. Yeah. But it's like he, before, it seemed like he didn't want to take responsibility for his actions. And uh, Harry was, well, not Harry, fucking Ken, yeah. was going to actually judge him for that. Mm -hmm. You know, because it was like, well, you did something terrible, and we know that we, we have to kill you. Right. And Colin, he was carrying some of the grief with him, but not to the standards of Ken and uh, and Harry. Right. You know, because as far as they're concerned, you kill yourself. You're you're gone. Right. When you do something like that. You can't live with yourself after you've done that. Mm -hmm. And as soon as, uh, as soon as Ray comes to that conclusion, to, okay, no, you guys were right. Like, I shouldn't be able to live with myself after doing this and he goes to commit suicide um at the exact same time when uh when ken is coming up to shoot him in the back of the head right which is a <laughs> first of all hilarious fucking scene mm -hmm. and responsible for one of my favorite lines in the movie mm -hmm. which is like 
I'm suicidal. My mate tries to kill me. My gun's been nicked, and I'm still in fucking Bruges. <laughs> just so angry. I'm suicidal. And my mate just tried to kill me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a like, but I think that to that extent, I, I don't think that Ray realized that it was in a sort of purgatory no. consciously. Mm-mm. But what happened was he was trying to cast judgment onto himself. Mm-hmm. But then you can't really do that if you're stuck in a purgatory. Mm. <laughs> you're not the one that gets to cast judgment on you. You have to. No, you can't, for... you can, no you can't cast the judgment. But I was just like a realization of mm-hmm. what he has done. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. why he wanted to kill himself. Exactly. I mean, uh, eventually, yeah. 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 And but the interesting thing part is just that he doesn't kill himself. Mm-hmm. He goes off, and after after the suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. He sort of realizes, like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to live with that. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to accept it. He gets arrested, comes back into Bruges, yeah. calls Chloe. He tries to have a life, yeah. <laughs> finally. Yeah. And then that's when God comes in and goes, like, fuck you, can't do it. Yeah. And that's what Harry did. Uh, I just I just think the movie, like, does a really great job of balancing symbolism mm-hmm. with actual storytelling and letting you know what actually happened. Yeah. And just the fact that everything was written and, like, tied up in a nice little bow. Mm-hmm. So here's a fucking movie. <laughs> I, I love that every character lived by a code. Yep. Every, every single one of them. Like, I mean, we brought up where they're, they're having the conversation and they're just cussing each other out. You're a cunt. Fuck this. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Your kids are cunts. Oh, that is a line. Like, we, we just said a lot of I terrible retracted, things. Okay? I retracted, okay? Yeah, now we can go back to saying terrible things about each other, mm-hmm. but don't do that. Or, um, the, yeah, we, we will kill a priest in the middle of the day in a church, you know, and that, <laughs> that is completely fi- fine, but you just killed a kid and now this, we, it's like we have, we have our morals and our standards. Right. Um, the same thing when, um, when Harry is coming to kill uh, kill kill Ray, mm-hmm. and they're they're inside of the other uh, hotel, and there's a woman there. They refuse to shoot the lady's pregnant. Yeah, yeah, she's pregnant. It was like, where, where so he was like, no, I'm, we're not going to do that inside of here. So how about this? I'm going to jump out of the window, and then I'm going to run down there, and I count to three, and then you go out the other side, and then you come chase me. And there, the woman is like, are you guys fucking serious? <laughs> there's a close up on her. You guys are fucking crazy. Yes. It's just like, yes, yes, yeah. they're all insane. They're all horrible people. Yeah. Or or the uh, the fact that um when when uh Ken when when Harry got there to kill mm-hmm. he was gonna kill Harry as well. Yeah. But um but he, he chose well not chosen not to at one point, but um Harry didn't pick up his gun. Right. You know, Ken. so he uh, Ken, yeah, Ken yeah. didn't pick up his gun. So Harry wasn't gonna just shoot him in the face, you know, just point blank off nothing. Right. Like it was gonna be a fair duel. You pick your as soon as you pick your gun up, then I'm gonna shoot you. Right. You know, so it was like there was just full standards and morals and everybody had their code. And even like I said, Harry, he had his code. You know, um, he's the most terrible, vile, vicious person in this movie, and he still lived by that standard and died for it too. I yeah. mean, all the way across the board. I, I love that. The movie really was a movie about principles, morality, mm-hmm. and and learning to live with your actions. Mm-hmm. That's really what the movie was about. My favorite thing about the movie really is that it, it left every moral dilemma up to the audience to find out. Mm-hmm. So, like, when Ray tried to kill himself and Ray and Ken was going to kill him, yeah. it was like, oh, wait, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Colin Farrell says, are you going to fucking kill me? Mm-hmm. And Kansas, like, you're, you're going to kill yourselves. Yeah. I'm allowed to. No, you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah. well, what the fuck? You were just going to kill him. That net result is the same reason. Yeah. But the morality of the situation changes with whatever outcome happens. Yeah. So it, it's up to the audience to decide, well, he should be allowed to kill himself. Mm. Or Ken should have killed him. Yeah. That kind of thing. As punishment. It's like, is a suicide the punishment? Or is being killed the punishment? Or is a suicide running away mm. and being killed the actual punishment? Yeah. Like, what the morality of the whole situation and conversation is yeah. entirely up to the audience. Yeah. To decide. Which is what I really, really, really liked. Yeah. And then at the end, everyone's fucking dying. Kills the midget. Harry kills himself. Colin Furrow's in the, in the fucking gurney. 
going mm. to the hospital. Yeah. I really, really hoped I wouldn't die. Yeah. It's my favorite closing word of any movie. Because mm. it's it's like I'm, I'm gonna start making a list of your yeah. favorite things. There's a lot and, of them. There's a lot because yeah. everything is the favorite. There's there's a lot of them. <laughs> but like that's one generally one of my favorite closing lines of any movie. All right. Because it, <laughs> I do have a lot of. Yes, everything is the favorite. <laughs> everything. Because it implies it implies that the whole like just the whole grammar of the sentence. Yeah. It implies you don't know whether he's dead. You don't know whether he's alive. Mm. You don't know what he wants. You don't know why he wishes he wouldn't have died. Mm. You don't know if he's. It's it's just grammatically genius to yeah, close the movie with that you would think that um that he would become a better person right you would yeah. think that and it's like uh, it leads you to believe that but you know you can decide that for yourself like yeah you and that. i really think that's why martin mcdonald left it so vaguely he mm-hmm. said like you could you could think that he redeemed himself and sort of get out of purgatory and went into heaven by some sure. sort of redemption yeah. or you could think that he got fucked up and said all right he's going to hell because he killed the little boy mm. or you could just say that he still remains in purgatory because he said and maybe that's what hell is spending the rest of eternity in fucking bruges yeah yeah <laughs> so like that's uh, bruges is purgatory the rest of the places are like sort of symbolizing heaven and hell mm. there's a lot of religious imagery and i fucking love that it that it had that yeah because morality is no longer the writer telling you how to feel morally about something mm. you as the audience get to decide how you feel about the morality of the issue yeah so the movie is not only making you think mm. the movie is making this problem your problem yeah. while you're watching the movie oh yeah and so whatever your emotional reaction to that aligns with your principles are you more like ken are you exactly. more like ray are you more like harry that's that's why i identify with harry so much because it's black and white yeah everything is black and white you know for him with uh with ken uh there there's a little more gray area there's a leniency yeah. there's, there's a lot and with um and with right. ray it's all over the place yeah. it's like there, there was really no structure to his to his life it, it didn't seem because he was figuring it out he was still he figuring it out he was still figuring and it out. i think that's maybe why i identify with ray mm-hmm. a lot more than i identify with ken or yeah. harry yeah it's because morality is difficult for someone that's as young as I am mm. sometimes. So I guess I identified with that's having to find your own moral code, and that's why I like Gray a lot. Yeah. Uh, just because he felt a little lost and confused the same way that I tend to feel lost and confused when I'm dealing with something. Mm. Uh, so that, I think maybe that's why I identify with Ray. I, I like think that. as an older person that has a lot of principles and makes sense for you to identify with Harry. Uh, yeah. Uh, people like Ken that are like kind of in between yeah. makes sense for them to identify with Ken. It definitely does. Uh, so I think that's the beauty of this movie. It you is. don't get to be told what the outcome of the movie is you get to decide what the outcome of the movie is and it's fucking beautiful it's a great fucking way to end the movie it is and not to mention the movie's pure like it's like full of comedic fucking gold oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) it's it's, it's an inanimate fucking object you're You're an inanimate fucking object (laughs) smash cut to 20 seconds later I'm sorry I called you an inanimate fucking object object. (laughs) I was upset (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a brilliant movie. It's or brilliant. just like it, it really is, and just like my favorite, like I I have a lot of favorite lines in this movie, but one of my one of the best lines in the movie is is a joke, and it says, uh, "So Belgium's really popular because of uh, chocolates and child abuse, mm-hmm. and they only invented the chocolates to get to the kids." Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. like it's full of like little shit like that. You're just like, what the fuck is yeah. happening? The whole thing with the racist uh, dwarf. Mm was hilarious to yeah, me yeah. so there's gonna be a war between the blacks and the whites yeah. it's like well who are the half cows gonna be fighting for yeah. the blacks obviously yeah. how about the vietnamese who the cares blacks? about the vietnamese yeah. <laughs> Just like, well i'm siding with the blacks i mean all those people and, say, and what the fuck do you expect me to do because he had a, a black wife yeah like, who the fuck? And, I, and i love that moral decision type thing too mm-hmm. you know it was like if there was a race war the white against the blacks and then who's siding up for who who's fighting for who 
and then eventually the midget just has to walk off. Well, I guess you have to decide for yourself, you know, who you're going to be fighting for. It's like, ah. What about the Pakistanis? I guess you're going to have to weigh all of your options and, and decide for yourself, Ken. It's just <laughs> yeah. like a real moment of civility in like a fucked up situation. Yeah. Um, oh, shit, hit the mic. But and uh, when the skinhead, I'm just recapping some skinhead. of the funny slides. The skinhead that was they, they robbed tours with Chloe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which, by the way, Chloe doesn't get enough shit in this movie. Mm. She was a bit of a she was a bit of a not a nice person. <laughs> I think she was equal to to uh, Colin. To yeah, yeah, same. But she yeah. doesn't get the shit that Colin gets for being that shit. Yeah, yeah, she shit. just she just wasn't around long <laughs> enough. Was, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, the skinhead calls him to a room and tries to rob them, but the gun has blanks. Yeah. <laughs> and Colin takes the gun and like sh- fucking shoots him in the eye with a yeah. blank. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Him. yeah. And Colin has this diatribe about fucking. You know, it used to be that skinheads were fucking tough. Since when did it become a requirement for a skin to be a fucking poof? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it used to be that you used to guys to go around stumping and fucking Pakistani 12 year olds, and now you're just fucking requirement to be a bum boy. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is happening? I, I love when <laughs> Harry gets there and he's talking to the skinhead guy. The same thing. And, and yeah, because he, he, Harry, well, the skinhead thinks that Harry's on his side. And yeah. he is, you know, but at the same time, he's still going to bash the skinhead. It was like, well, you still got your ass kicked by a, um, like, like a, what, like a blind uh, schoolboy or whatever. You know, he just like bashes the shit out of him. It seems like, to what? me that it's your own fucking fault that you got blinded by your own fucking gun. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it seems to me that he was able to take your fucking gun away from you and mm-hmm. you're carrying only fucking blanks yep. and then he fucking shot you in the eye who seems he has to be very close to do that mm-hmm. so it's your fucking fault yes <laughs> I, th- I thought you wanted him dead I, I do but <laughs> you're still he's a fucking still, dumbass he's still blinding you like a blind little gay boy yeah it's like a gay boy yeah <laughs> it's like what the fuck is happening in this movie? yeah just like everyone was so alike and so different at the same time yeah. that it's it, it just oh, yeah so it's, good. it's good so good so fucking good yeah. uh i think I, th- I really think there's not a lot else to say about this movie other than the fact that just fucking watch it yeah. for like just the amazing modern mm. moral dilemma that it is. It's, yeah. it's a moral fucking dilemma. And it's yeah. a really good one. It is. And if you like, if you like in Bruges or if you like seven psychopaths, the, I think those movies, if you like one of them, you're very likely to like the other. You may. Uh, just cause the styles are so similar. I mean, I, I, I oh yeah, you, you may, you may. Because I mean, I like I like Seven Psychopaths, but I really like In Bruges. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I like yeah. Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. I fucking love In Bruges. Yeah, like In Bruges is like one that I'll go recommending to anyone that's wants to t- see a movie. Like I'll recommend that Seven Psychopaths. I'm like, oh, you'll like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you brought that up, yeah, you know. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 fucking ah, uh, just such a good movie. Oh yeah, just such a fucking good movie. Yeah, <sighs> I've watched it seven times. Still mm. enjoy it. Still mm. fucking enjoy it. Oh yeah. Take notes every time I watch it. I nice. learn something new. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I think I just noticed that you've been drinking water on the microphone mm-hmm. and I can't hear it on the headphones, but I, I imagine that it sounds no, I can like hear, swollen. I, you can hear I can, it. I, I can, no, there's no sound. I can't hear it, mm. but I used to have a friend when I used to do YouTube that would do that and he would like slurp the water. Oh no. Mm, and I like fucking wanted to stab him every time. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like no. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Anyway. Uh, watching Bruges, it is a fantastic fucking movie. Yeah. It's a fantastic fucking uh, performance by Ralph Fiennes, Brendan Gleeson, and Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. And it's just great writing and directing by Martin McDonough. Yes, So it is. I recommend the shit out of it. Yes, yes. And we will give you the little music, and then we will talk about what's coming up next week. Yeah. Cheers. Boop. Cool. On the fucking spot. I will blow my head off on the fucking spot. <laughs> just i just love that line yeah it's just the way he says it the delivery shit anyway 
Welcome back. We're going to talk about telly and movie premieres. Yeah. What uh, is up? Uh, so this week in uh, television and movies from August the 30th through September the 5th, I'm um, going to be a short week, uh, not a lot of television or movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, first is going to be Wednesday, August the 31st, television show called You're the Worst. Huh. Gonna, hmm? Sounds familiar. I thought I've heard of this too. Um, I'm going to do a rundown on it. It's a comedy that's going to be on FXX. Not the regular FX. Just F-X-X. the FXX. Yeah, like MTV2. Well, if they had another X, would they just broadcast porn? I would hope so. Yeah, okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> I would definitely hope so. Um, the rundown is uh, Orange is the New Black's uh, Samira Wiley joins the cast for season three of the critically acclaimed series as a therapist for Gretchen. Ben, Fol- <laughs> ben Foles will guess as one Who of the Gretchen's Who the fuck are you, clients. Gretchen? Yeah. Uh, Gretchen. <laughs> Why do you fucking matter? Probably so name's uh, Aya Cash is a real name. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Ben Foles joins as the guest for uh, as one of Gretchen's new clients. Uh, but the show is You're the Worst. Uh, it's going to be it's a comedy on FXX at 10 p.m. August 31st on a Wednesday. You know what's a really troubling thing to hear in a description for a television show? What? The cast member from another popular television show is joining our cast. It's like because oh. they're trying to get it to, to a selling point. Is that? I, I, well, I didn't even know who Ben Folds is. Uh, no, it was uh, talking about the one in the Orange is the New Black. Oh, Orange is the New Black. Sam Wiley. Wiley. Yeah. <laughs> When they do, when they say that, it's like, "Hey, this really popular show that you enjoy, she's mm. in here now, yeah. so we're just as good." Yeah, you're probably like, not. Like as I, good. I, I know you guys don't <laughs> like us. I know you guys, don't, but you like that over there, and that over there is coming over here. So you, you can like us now. No, it's I, always I a troubling symptom for a television show or movie that does that. Like, so I hate movies that go from the creators of Jurassic Park. It's like, go fuck yourself. Brought to you by the people that brought you. I'm like, oh <laughs> nope, that's gonna suck. It's gonna be a shit movie if you don't directly say the name. Mm-hmm. If you just uh, the creators of or the people that brought you, then you know it's fucked. Yep, absolutely. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Talk to um talked to Dan Kava yesterday and I found out what the uh, the issue with Suicide Squad. Oh, not not, not a good or a bad issue. You know, right. nothing like that, you know. But the um they said what happened was and I want to compare this to uh Deadpool, which you know that I loved. Yeah. All right. So um the difference is and I've recently seen Suicide Squad and I didn't think it was a terrible movie. Yeah, no, it was I didn't think it was a great yeah. movie. Yeah, I didn't think it was a terrible, terrible one. Yeah. But the, um, the, the issue was, apparently what happened is they started shooting this movie a couple of years ago. They got three-fourths into the movie, and you know they have trailer houses. Right. So they, they sent the uh, the content, all of the footage that they had to the trailer house, and they made a banging-ass trailer. The trailer that we seen back when. It was that a... had the Jared Leto, Jared Leto, lots of uh, Joker inside of it. I'm going to hurt you really, really bad. Uh, yeah, 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 It was the Queen trailer, the yeah, one with Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard, or yeah. Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was, uh, you know, you know how how hardcore everybody was on that. Pretty good fucking trailer. Like, everybody was all over that. But uh, what happened was, is they said the trailer company depicted the the movie completely differently than the the director was making the movie. Yeah. The director said he was making a dark, gritty, edgy type movie, mm-hmm. and then the trailer is out there and it's showing fluorescent neon colors, you know, um, millennial type songs, and you know, it's just like very energetic and in your face and fun. Mm-hmm. So you have co- a, con- a contrast from what the director is about to put out and what the audience is, is expecting. Right. So then they they had to end up taking the um, the the final edit and giving it well working in conjunction. What the trailer was suspecting. They they had to work with the trailer house mm-hmm. instead of their editing team and work with the actual trailer house that made the initial trailer. Mm-hmm to edit the, the movie just to make it closer to what the trailer was. Right. You know, so that you end up getting something They ended up that, cutting out a lot of Joker. A whole lot yeah. of Joker. Jared Leto's fucking pissed about that. He's pissed to shit. Yeah. You know, but I'm thinking, that, but I compare that to uh, to Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Now, if you see what Deadpool did, there there was a synergy between their marketing, their trailer, and mm-hmm. the movie. Because I think what 
the the marketing team at Deadpool was, uh, I mean, or the people that were behind Deadpool, because Ryan Reynolds was so involved in the movie. Oh yeah. That I don't think he would have let, because he was a spokesperson for the movie, because mm. the movie was stuck in development hell for ten years. Oh yeah. Uh, so I think he was he was such a big spokesperson mm. that I think he went like, if I don't get this movie the way that I want this movie to happen, I'm not gonna be in the movie. I mean, yeah, I mean not that like that star power has said, like does did a lot for Deadpool. Yeah, I had to sell it. I mean, yeah. not not even just him, because I mean, you can look at um, what's the movie, the Green Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. You know that he starred in, and it was shit. I mean, that right, was right. Green that, Green, uh, not Green Arrow. Green okay. Hornet. No. Green Lantern. Green, green Lantern. Lantern. Green Lantern. A lot of green shit. There's a lot of green <laughs> motherfuckers out there. <laughs> Robin Hood. Gr- green Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> It's green like another, day. It's like another. <laughs> it, was, it was green day. I'm sure of it. On the boulevard of broken dreams. Hell yeah! I, I had the Dookie yeah. album from Green Day. That was my shit. I don't remember that. that it was like their first or second album, okay, like super early. Yeah. But um, but but yeah, um, Deadpool. Uh, I really like that, and it was just the difference. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, that that does make sense though. That like that makes sense for what the movie was trying to be because yeah. the trailer was like super hyped yeah yeah the movie was trying to be a little bit grittier yeah yeah so it was like i mean like before i even seen suicide squad i'm like without everybody talking shit i'm like don't just talk shit you right. know what i'm saying because i'm upset i was upset about fantastic four which i'm not going to get into <laughs> but it was just like but don't just own anything don't just talk shit like yeah, try to yeah. see what's going on so a little bit more investigating then got to find out what's going I'm, on i'm that. hoping that they released sort of what they did with batman versus superman they released an ultimate cut uh, and yeah. that it would be the original cut mm-hmm. i'm hoping that they do that i'm just ready for suicide squad too yeah. Because they can't make the same mistake. They already seen what happened this time, so I mean, I assume that they're all going to be in was it, conjunction. Do they have enough source material to make a Suicide Squad too? Hell yeah! I don't, I don't know anything about the Suicide Squad series. My, my girlfriend's all over the Suicide Squad oh, okay. shit. Cool. Like I'm, I don't give a fuck about them. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Deadshot, Holy Quinn. Like I mean, I, don't, I really don't care. Yeah. But, what but else yeah. is going on? Uh, yeah, but that's uh, that's August the thirty first. Fuck you, Wednesday. Deadshot. <laughs> I don't need your goddamn shit right here. Fuck out of here. What's what's can can we like pit black black actors up against each other real quick? What's the um what's the guy from Marvel who's very who's equivalent to Deadshot in the Marvel universe? Um, oh, fuck He's me. He's played by Anthony Mackie, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, yeah. Yeah, can we like pit Hawkeye? No, that's not Hawkeye. Is not Hawkeye? No, 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 that's um that's uh Hanson? Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Jeremy Reiner is Jeremy Hawkeye. Reiner. Yeah. Yep. Who's uh who's Anthony Mackie? He plays. He's, uh, he's the the Falcon. The Falcon. Yeah yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, I guess his his skills wouldn't be as good as Hawkeye and Deadshot. So yeah, yeah. We'll have to no. save that. By the way, Deadshot day. and Hawkeye. Deadshot. 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 Ass. Deadshot. All right. I mean, inc- Deadshot. <laughs> Fuck you, Hawkeye. I like you with the bow and arrow bullshit, but yeah. niggas got gun. He does know? have a gun. He does have a gun. And he can ricochet that. So you and know. he cannot miss. You're yeah. fucked. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so that's um, that's Wednesday, August the 31st. You're the worst on a com- as a comedy on FFX at 10 p.m. Uh, the next is gonna be Thursday. That was a really big tangent. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, next is gonna be Thursday, September the first. A show is coming back, bro. Fuck, that's delicious. Fuck, that's delicious. <laughs> That's the name of it. Action Bronson. That's that a guy? great name. Yeah. Who's and, wait, Action Bronson? Action Bronson. Remember the guy? Fucking yeah. Charlie Bronson? Is that his name? Or uh, is that No, uh, uh the Action Bronson, the guy, he's a rapper. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, okay. yeah. We, we talked we talked about it one yeah. time before. But um but this is a weird thing they're doing and and they're smart as shit for doing it. 
they'll they'll have a show and they'll premiere it mm-hmm. and like do like six or seven episodes and pull it back yeah. and then premiere it again. You know, so every time that you premiere it, then it goes up on the premieres page. Right. Like, it's a med season hiatus that they, they use. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like I didn't rec- recognize like that little scam that they were doing until the podcast and going and having to research what show is going to be premiering. But yeah. I mean, that's that's a quick little scam that you can do. Just keep premiering the same thing over and over again. <laughs> the, the the shows that did a lot were the CW shows mm. that have done it a lot. Yeah. Supernatural goes on mid season oh, hiatus yeah. for three months. Yeah. Green Arrow goes on mid season hiatus. Yeah. Flash. Yeah. So like, I think those were the ones that started that little trend, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, The Walking Dead still does it. I mean, there's a lot of shows that do it, but I'm like, I just didn't notice. You yeah. Know? <laughs> then they were doing it for to get to premiere again. Yeah. To get yeah. People okay, to talk you got two it. premieres per season, motherfucker. Yeah. Now people have to talk about this. All yeah, just have to say our name. But that's um, <laughs> that's Thursday, September the first. Fuck. That's delicious. Oh no, because there's a comma after fuck. I like the little. <laughs> I like the little little twang that you put. Fuck. Fuck. Delicious. Yeah, that's delicious. <laughs> Oh, oh, what the fu- oh, yeah, ass, fuck. Yeah, ass at. Damn. What the fuck is computer. that? I muted my phone. It was my computer. That Jocelyn, no, stop. Right now. Jocelyn. That shit don't sound muted. Shit, I muted it. I muted my phone. It's my computer now. Does Jocelyn listen? Uh, Sometimes, I think. Because, I mean, I can go on like a quick little diatribe cussing her the fuck out for interrupting our goddamn podcast. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Jocelyn, you're a sweetheart, but fucking goddamn it. What a time to text. <laughs> I love that we're blaming her for you not turning your phone off. I'm not going to take responsibility for that shit. What the fuck do you think I am, a human being? Fuck that. That's that's Thursday, September the 1st. Fuck, that's delicious. On Viceland at 10 p.m. Love you, Jocelyn. <laughs> the, the next show is going to be Friday, September the 2nd. Narcos is coming Narcos back. Narcos is coming back. Netflix, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Pablo Escobar. Do, do you know what's funny? There's a there's a, a Hispanically a Hispanic produced Hispanically Hispanically a fucking yeah. uh, Hispanic produced television show that's mm. in Spanish mm. produced in South America mm. about Pablo Escobar mm. and I thought it was Narcos yeah it's not Narcos it's it's called Pablo Escobar oh and it's entirely different and it came out near the same time that Narcos came out yeah so I was confused for like two years I'm like what the fuck are people talking about yeah but I watched the Spanish uh, produced show and it's yeah. fucking fantastic Hell yeah. it's really good nice. And like the guy they got to play Pablo Escobar even looks like fucking Pablo Escobar. Damn. Yeah. I mean, Narcos. I mean, they. they I mean, they're pretty similar with uh, the mm-hmm. characters. And this one is in Spanish too. So I mean, anybody that's not into reading subtitles or mm-hmm. speak fluent Spanish, then you're probably gonna have a bad time. Yeah. Oh, Narcos is in Spanish too. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That's why I was confused because there's two Spanish-speaking television shows about fucking Pablo Escobar. Yeah. That nigga died ten years ago. Let him fucking. He's been, he's been dead. He's for been while. dead for a while. Just fucking let him. I mean, just die. I, I seen Adolf Hitler on the cover of Time magazine like two that's weeks true. ago. That's true. You know, like this motherfucker is like. But. He did kill six million Jews. He did. That's a fucking, that's like, holy shit, that's six million Jews. Pablo Escobar was just like, he was very rich and did drugs. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't know. Fuck you. Fuck people. Just, if I see Hitler on a television show, I'm going to fucking blow my hat off. Yeah, yeah, I'm done with Hitler. (laughs) Um, but that's that's Friday, September the second. Narcos is a drama on Netflix. Season mm-hmm. two is coming back, so I heard check it's really out. good. By the way, check it out. really, really is. I love season one, but yeah. like I said, if you don't speak fluent Spanish or if you're not into reading subtitles, you're fucked. Yeah, kind of fucked. I I want to live in a world where yeah. there's nothing but subtitles. I don't think that there should be content without subtitles anywhere, no. any fucking where. You should always have the option for subtitles. Yes. Like, I, I love that Stephen Colbert, he was doing that way back when. And it's like his, uh, he puts subtitles on things, but it's um it's basically like he's putting the prompter on the screen. Okay. So um he's not, it's not like he's saying words and then the, um, 
the subtitles or trying to catch up, trying to catch up to what he's saying mm-hmm. is they're just putting the words on the prompter that he's supposed to be saying. Is he doing that on the on the late show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. You know, so it's like the words don't exactly match up, you know, because mm-hmm. he doesn't say things directly from the prompter. But it's, I like to have the fucking words. Yeah, for someone that's hearing impaired too, that's like a huge, yeah. huge help from oh, yeah. watching the fucking thing. Yeah, man. Fucking, I, I, I learned English by subtitles. Yeah. So, like, subtitles for me are, like, fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's why I fucking learn. Same. I watch movies in other languages. Yeah. And, like, Japanese. I watch a lot of anime. Yeah. That's how I've learned the little Japanese that I can understand. Just I mean, by associating the words with what I'm reading. Yeah fucking works fuck you subtitle haters i mean the only only things like I, I watch a lot of things with subtitles and a lot mm-hmm. of stuff is in spanish but the only you know what it is and i hear the words over and over again mm-hmm. over and over you hear the words but it's like the only things that ever sound familiar to me mm-hmm. is when they're talking about food <laughs> it's like comer like oh oh we're talking about food we're gonna have you like and you then Arroz, pollo. i know what that means <laughs> yes fucking chicken and what, what the fucking rice yeah <laughs> <laughs> Arroz con pollo, like shit. You know, so it's like whenever they're talking about food, be like, yeah, I'm in there. That you know, so I funny. just I just wish my brain would work for things that aren't that and aren't food. <laughs> yeah. Not, all you need is food. All you need, like, if you go to a Hispanic country, all you need is like food and water shit. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. So like arroz con pollo and baño. That's donde, all you need. Donde está el baño? Yeah, that's no. it. <laughs> yeah. Just donde está el baño y donde está el arroz con pollo. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be set for life. I yeah. can live. <laughs> Show me where the food is. Show me where to shit it out. <laughs> that's, that's all I need. <laughs> that's um, great. Uh, that's uh, Friday, September the second. Narcos is coming back on Netflix. Uh, the last show for the week is going to be Monday, September the fifth. Comedy Central roast of Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Um, he was in The West Wing. He was in Parks and Recreation. Right, right, right. I know who he is now. Yeah. I always fuck. I always forget him, and then I remember him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're doing a roast on him. I'm not sure, like, why, though. I They just needed someone to roast. Just needed somebody. And I'm sure Rob Lowe went, like, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. He just needs publicity. The, the bad thing is, it's like, you're going to have to reach so far back for the references to roast him on. This like, they're not going to be relevant to me. I don't think so. Unless yeah. they do a lot of Parks and Rec bullshit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's just, eh. like, he's had a long career, but, like, like I'm just saying, like, things you're going to be making fun of him for, like, I wasn't a part of that culture. So, I mean, I, I won't be watching that, but. Yeah, neither would I. You know, but whatever. I'll watch the shit out of a Donald Trump one. Hell yeah, yeah, I will watch that. But but then, you know what? If he would actually agree to be roasted, it would kind of ingratiate himself, like, with yeah, me a little yeah, bit. I don't want him to do it, but I'll yeah, watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, did you see the Justin Bieber one? No. I went from, like, hating Justin Bieber to, like, caping up for him and, like, trying to defend him <laughs> after that. Snoop Dogg fucked him up in that one. That was yeah. really funny. Oh, yeah. Hannibal Burris fucked him up <laughs> real bad. You know? <laughs> but that's that's uh, Monday, September the 5th. Comedy Central roast of Rob Lowe is going to be on uh, Comedy Central, I guess, because it's in the title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and at 10 p.m. <laughs> So, so um, I guess it's in the title. Yeah, it's a Comedy Central roast, so I guess it's going to be on Comedy Central. Yeah, be fucked up if it was on like HBO. Yeah. Like FX. <laughs> yeah. Comedy Central roast on FX. What? What? Anyway, what's the, up for uh, movies? And the only movie that we have of note. Do you know what happened last week? No. Last, last week, and I, and I went back and listened to the podcast, as I write down the movies, and I usually have one that is just like, maybe it's not going to be that good, and people won't watch it, right. and I put it on there anyway. And last week, I said, I'm going to skip over that. 
Yeah. And it was the movie that um that De- that Kava had seen. It's a movie called Bloodfather. Oh. Uh, starring Mel Gibson. I don't even remember that shit. The reviews are because I, I didn't I didn't mention it. Oh, okay. You <laughs> yeah. skipped over. It. I, I just sense. skipped over. It. Like I, I chose it and I said it on air. I'm going to skip over this. And it was weird that he went specifically to go see this movie. The reviews right. for it are shit. Like everything I've read about it are shit. But he accepts that it's shit. You know what? I respect that. If you can say that this movie isn't a very good movie, but these are the things that you can get from it. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, okay. That's how you should watch a movie. Yes. That's how you should, even if it's a shit fucking movie. Yeah. You should always go like, or at least I like Mark Wahlberg in Transformers. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't like him in Transformers. I didn't like him either. But, yeah. <laughs> but at least he makes good burgers from what I've heard. But I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. Ma- Wahlburgers are really good. The Wahlburgers are good. They come My fucking Charlotte. favorite name for, for anything. Wahlburger. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you want a Wahlburger? <laughs> it's made with Mark Wahlberg in it. Yeah. It's a picture of Mark on the... F- keep talking. Mm. <laughs> Um, the, the only movie that we have is um, The Light Between Oceans. The Light Between Oceans. Uh, the summary, a remote Australian island in the years following World War One, lighthouse keeper Tom, played by Michael Fassbender, and his wife Isabel, played by Alicia Vikander. Never First, heard that name. I thought you were going to say Keys, and I was like, what? Alicia Keys, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, discover a boat washed ashore carrying a dead man and a two-month-old baby. Huh. They discover a boat washed ashore carrying a dead, dead man, man and a two-month-old two baby. Hmm. At least a dead man doesn't fart, as I point to my Swiss Army Man poster. Mm, mm. <laughs> uh, rescuing, rescuing the infant, they make the decision to raise her as their own, but the consequences of their choice prove to be devastating. Is she like a fucking alien or some shit? What uh, the fuck? No telling. Um, the director is Derek Sianfrance. Uh, Sianfrance? Sianfrance? Yeah. Uh, so the, the genre is drama romance. Huh. That's a weird premise for something that's a drama romance. Yep. You found a kid washed up on the shore on a boat with a dead body. And you decide, you know, it seems like something like a setup for It seems like a setup for like, yeah, it seems like a setup for like a Stranger's Thing episode. Yeah. That's what it seems. Anyway, it's it's, it's rated PG-13. What the fuck? And it's uh, it's a 132-minute runtime. Could you imagine that meeting? Mm. Hey, I know what we're going to do. Dead body, baby, Mm. romance, Mm. drama, lighthouse, PG-13, baby. <laughs> the sign of going like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, there was another movie that I that I want to mention because uh, Lon recommended it to me. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Hell or High Water. It's mm-hmm. a modern Western with Jeff Bridges, Ben Folds, and another person that I forgot. Is that an older movie? Uh, it came out already, so that's probably why you didn't see it in premiere. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's, been, it's, it's got an 89 on Metacritic. I don't know how many on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't use Rotten Tomatoes. 98%. 98%. They say it's really fucking good. So go watch Hell or High Water. It's a modern western with Jeff Bridges and Ben Folds. So, yeah. Holy shit. Yep. It's already come out. So I'm going to go see it pretty soon, actually. 2016, a crime film, a drama film, one hour and 42 minutes, 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.3 on IMDb, 88% on Metacritics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toby is a divorced father who's trying to make a better life for his son. His brother Tanner is an ex-convict with a short temper and a loose trigger finger. Together they plan a series of heists against the bank that's about to foreclose on their family's ranch. Standing in their way is Marcus, a Texas Ranger who's only weeks away from retirement. As the siblings plot their final robbery, they must also prepare for a showdown with a crafty lawman who's not ready to ride off into the sunset. Mm Mm-hmm. Seems like a good, pretty good movie. Starring Chris Pine, Ben Chris Foster, Pine, that's what it was. Jeff Bridges, uh, Katie Mick- Mixon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Uh, Lon actually said that uh, Chris Pine did a surprisingly great job in this movie. 
Chris Pine's a good actor. Yeah, like yeah, him. but since he's like such a big Hollywood thing, his mm. role, like his name's kind of been watered down. Yeah, and he said that this movie actually like made him think that he did a great job. That's really yeah. good. I want to see Jim- Jennifer Lawrence get back into some like real acting work because she's yeah. a she's a very good actress. And I've just seen her in these superhero movies. I'm like, I don't I want to she's see her. She's just like, Gen- it's like anything played by Jennifer Lawrence is a George Clooney effect. Yeah. So it's Jennifer Lawrence playing a Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see her be like a character. Like I would a too. person. I yeah. would too. Anyway, uh, that's it for today's episode, isn't it? It is. Fuck yeah. Thank you guys for watching. America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> America. Fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. Coming around to save the motherfucking, motherfucking world. Damn. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, no. thank you guys for watching. Uh, I recommend that you watch Bruges. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much it. Just watch Bruges, watch Hell or High Water, and just whatever the fuck you want to do. Just do what you want to do. Just don't be a dick about it. That's it. Message of the day. Agreed. Be a dick. Love you guys. Wait. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, motherfuckers. Oh, no, wait. Fuck. You can find us on iTunes Podcast app, on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast, and on the Google Play Music app, all under the name for film's sake. There we go. Now we can fuck off. Mm -hmm. Cheers.